Welcome to the App or Not to App podcast with the app man, Jeremy Callahan, where we talk about why apps are not a luxury item and are essential to your business success. I've been in the mobile industry for over 20 years, and the question I always get is to app or not to app. Definitely, you must app. Mobile apps can help your business reduce costs, increase leads, and reduce manpower. An app is not a luxury item. It's a necessity. So let's get started making you money. Hey, Jeremy Callahan, and welcome to this week's show, where we're going to talk about how much money it costs to build a mobile app. And I'm going to break it down exactly how I break it down for my clients. I'm going to show you how to do it so you can estimate how much your app is going to cost to build. Now, let's keep one thing in mind from the very beginning. When we talk about this, we're going to break all the tasks down into brackets and hours. So whatever you're going to end up paying your developer on an hourly basis, it's going to be real simple. Hourly rate times the number of hours. Okay. And so there's a number of different ways you can go about paying somebody. You can pay somebody in the United States anywhere from probably 50 to 500 bucks an hour, depending on the size of your project and the size of the company. If you're hiring an individual, like just a freelancer, you could probably get somebody for like 50 bucks an hour, upwards, $50 an hour. If you were to use somebody in Eastern Europe, Eastern Europe, the rates are usually around 25 to 45. And then you could go to India and uh, Asia. Well, China's, China's about the same as Eastern Europe. And then you could go to India and you could probably get as low as eight to $12 an hour. So sliding scale of how you do that, right? So your app project is always going to be based on the total hours. And I'm just going to give you some pointers on how we do the hours and how we break down all the tasks and maybe some examples, have some fun today. Okay. So the first thing you want to do on any mobile project is you have an idea. And now it's time to turn that idea into an actual product. So what do you do, right? Like you have an idea, you come to somebody like me who can develop apps. I can architect apps. I can market apps. I can do everything related to mobile app development, but a lot of people can't, a lot of people can just do development. So sometimes you might have to do development and then hire a marketer. So this episode is only about how much it costs to develop the app, how much to actually build the app. Okay. And one of the ground rules that I always say, and this is not just on apps, this is any product that you have out there is however much you're going to spend on the development of that product, you need to to take that same amount of money and put that towards marketing. So if you're going, if you're willing to spend $75,000 to develop a product, you should be willing to spend $75,000 to market that product. And if you only have 75, we'll cut 75 in half. I don't know 75 divided by two. Do you? (laughs) Not good at math. Anyway, so again, this is just the development phase and then marketing would be kind of its own podcast. I've done uh, other episodes about marketing and how to do marketing. So you can look for those episodes. But this one today is just about how much it actually costs to develop, okay? And this is pretty high level. So we can drill in. Every project's a little different. 
So if you come to me and consult with me about you know what your project is and what you're trying to do, every project's a little bit different. And I'll talk about the areas where those projects are different, okay? So just coming up off the very top, the first thing we have is design. So design encompasses a number of things. It's not just merely coming up with an icon. That is part of it. But you gotta come up with a lot of other stuff. So mainly when I talk about design, I'm talking about the layout of what the actual app looks like. And then I'm talking about the user experience. And what user experience is, you might see it as uh, UX. UX is what a lot of people write these days. So UX is user experience. Basically what that means is from the minute I open up my phone and I click on your app, what's the experience I, I go through signing up? And then once I, if I am signed up and I'm an existing user, what's the experience? How do I get from point A to point B? So when you think about this, right, you have people that can just do design and then you kind of have people that can do user experience, which is odd to me, right, right off the bat. Like I know people that all they do is design and I know people that all they do is user experience. And I'm like, that's, that's dumb. Like you should have, if you are in one of those two fields and you're listening to this right now, you need to skill up. If you, if you only know user experience, you need to learn design and vice versa. Like those two things go hand in hand, be of more value to people. So user experience, so you should find somebody that can do design and user experience. And all they're gonna do is come up with basically wireframes of how you start at something, you register, you get to the homepage, you buy something, whatever your app does, right? So you need to have that flow. And if you're working on a shoestring budget, you can do that work, okay? You, you can actually come up with that. And I have a, uh, I have, a, I have a, I've had podcasts on this. I've done Facebook lives and I also have a free ebook. If you'd like the free ebook, go to my website, jeremycallahan.com. It's very easy to find. And the free ebook is actually on prototyping and prototyping. One of the main things we cover in prototyping is user experience design. So it's something you could do yourself. You could save yourself a lot of time and hiring somebody and going through the process of that. If you have somebody internal, fine. But if you don't, this is an area you can, you can cut back on right here or save money. I want to say cut back. You could, you could do it yourself. Sweat equity. Okay. So design and user experience. When I talk about that and when you talk about that, and then there's another, a lot of other screens you're going to have to come up with design wise. So you'll need a lot of like uh, screens for the app store. You'll need a splash screen. So just various stuff like that. When I talk about that, I'm just gonna give this a number, and I'm always, I'm thinking in weeks all the time. So I'm just gonna say one week, and I'm gonna say 40 hours, okay? So 40 hours for UX and design. That could be high, that could be low, depending on what you do. The next step is how, to, how many hours it's gonna to take to actually program this thing. So if you do your, again, this is high level, so you, let's just say you've, you've prototyped, you've done your design, you've done your UX, and you have all the tasks that you know need, that you know you need programmed. So you go to your programmers and you say, how long are these tasks gonna take, okay? And I would say on average, things are taking about six weeks to program. Well, it's probably eight, actually it's eight. So eight times four, 
Oh, shoot. Um, well, let's just say 320 hours, okay? 320 hours to program your app, eight weeks. That's a full-time developer, 40 hours a week. I think 40 times eight is 32. We put a zero on the end, I think. Uh, yeah, and, and I passed calculus <laughs> 20 years ago. Okay, so the only thing we'll add to this right here, this 320, is if you have an iPhone and an Android, you have to do it twice. You have to do, you you have to program it once for iOS and once for Android. Now, once again, referring back to other shows I've done, look for a show about hybrid versus native app development. Okay, if you were to choose a hybrid framework for your app, you you only have to do it one time, one code base, 320 hours. If you decide you need to do a native, you need iOS and Android. Guess what? 320. 320 times two, 320 times two. So 640 hours you're already at, plus the 40, 680. See, I can do math. Okay, next up is the back end. What is the back end, you say? Well, let's say I go into an app, I register, and once I register, where does that data go? Where, where does my registration record go? Where does all my information go? It goes into your back end, whatever that back end may be. Now, if you're an existing business, you may have a back end already. You may have Salesforce. We just did a huge integration with the Salesforce back end. You might have WordPress. You might just have a database. If you're just a, a startup, you might not have anything at this point. So you might need somebody to come in and actually architect that back end. Okay? So back end development on average for a project is about four weeks. So four times four is 160, right? So there's another 160 hours just for back end. And I'm just gonna base this off of, a, off of an eight week programming build. So about half of that time we need for back end programming. Sometimes we might need more, we might need less. It depends how complex your back end system is. Did a project recently for a company that had an existing backend system, and part of the project when we estimated it was we gotta redo the backend, complete rebuild of the backend. So their their project ended up it was like thousands of hours to redo their backend. The app itself wasn't thousands of hours, so you can see how this would would vary. Okay, the next step is integrations. So integrations are basically us communicating with a third party. Let's say for instance, I'll just give you a simple one. You're a restaurant, you have an app and you want to integrate with OpenTable. So you have to send, you have to get data. So we have to see what the reservations are available. And then if I select one in the app, then I have to send communicate, I have to communicate back through their API and when we communicate back to that API back and forth. So that's a third party. That's a third party. This is not your backend database, it's a third party, right? If you were a travel app, you might be pulling in reservations or, or you might be pulling in pricing on hotels. You might be pulling in pricings on airlines. You might be pulling in pricings on rental cars. All of these are different backend integrations, 
or excuse me, integrations. Let's just drop the word back in. These are all different integrations, okay? The average app across all apps of all the data that's out there, and there's a company called Credo, and they do a lot of data related to mobile apps, and they say the average app has eight integration points. Eight, eight different things. So that could be a weather service, that could be a reservation service, that could be a airline pricing service, eight. So eight, and I'm gonna say that for every integration you do is going to be about 80 hours. 80 hours per, okay? About 80 hours per integration. So do the math, could be shorter. So that's a, that's, that's a huge point. How many integrations do you have, right? Some integrations may be pretty easy. We're just sending data. Like I'll give you a, a really, really simple integration point. A really simple integration point we did recently, there was just a website and on the website they wanted a contact form. And that contact form, they wanted the data to go from the contact form into Salesforce. So it would become a lead in Salesforce so their salespeople could, you know, call them and keep track of it and it would Salesforce it would remind them to do what they need to do right that integration all we needed was a form which Salesforce gave us the code for the form and all we had to do was plug it into a website so that integration took uh, probably took 10 hours it probably didn't even take 10 it probably took five so I'm gonna I'm gonna actually amend this because I think that's a little high 80 hours per integration because that's like an average so I would say per integration, let's say 30 hours, okay? So 30 hours per integration. And by the way, if you're listening to this, there's also a YouTube video of this on my YouTube channel, Jeremy Callahan. On YouTube, you can look me up and look for this, this podcast and you will see, I'm actually writing this on the board, if that helps you for a visual, if you're a visual person. So that's integration. So if there's, if they're 30 hours per integration and you have 10 of them, that's another 300 hours, right? So you're starting to see how these hours start to work and how they work together. And these are just the big macro level things, but you'll be able to, you know, just you as a non-technical person will be able to come in and actually figure out how much it's going to cost or how many hours it's going to take. And then you, you times that towards the cost of how much your developers are going to cost, right? So the next thing, the next big macro item is testing. You got to have QA, you have to have testing. And it's always better to have a, a different person than develop the app, test the app. Because when I develop an app, I test it. All along the way, I'm testing it as I'm developing it. But you know what? I start to get a little lazy and I start testing it in the same exact way every time. Every time I test. I put a new piece of code in and I test it. I'm good like that. I'm a good developer. I'm good. I test, I test, I test. The problem is, is when my QA person comes in, they use that exact same feature in a completely different way. They come in from a different angle, right? I'm just testing a certain piece of it. We call that unit testing. I write a piece of code on a page and I test that code. I test that unit. But the QA person actually tests from the beginning all the way through. So maybe in the beginning when they first log in, a value doesn't get set. And when they actually get to the page, the page that I have working correctly because I'm unit testing it, doesn't work. So you can see where the drop-off becomes here. So you got to have a separate team 
doing your QA testing. I would say that it's at least, if, if programming is, you know, 100 hours, I would say QA is at least half of that. So in this case, if, if programming is 320 hours in our model, I would say QA is half of that. I would say it's 160 hours, okay? So, so about half of that programming time into QA. Now, if you're a QA person out there, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that we need more time than that to test. You guys, you, you developers don't ever do anything right. And I'm, I'm not going to side with you on this one, but you might be right. You might be right. So anyways, I say QA is half of programming time. It might be a little more. Okay. And then finally, the last kind of macro item is the launch itself. So the launch itself, if you're not aware, you have to launch into iTunes and into Google Play. And when you launch into iTunes, it takes, it could take up to seven days. Apple actually goes in and they actually review all of the apps that get submitted. And they have to, um, they have to measure up to the Apple standard. And so they actually test things out and they could reject you in that process. So it's a, it's a more stringent process. Whereas Google, you just, you put it in there, you put it on live within like an hour, it's live across all the app stores. Apple, it, it's gonna take a few days. So the process to get the app actually launched and then test it and go through everything, takes some time. And you gotta have your developers kind of like on stand, it's like launching a website or a product. You gotta have people on site ready to support and stand there and make sure all the right buttons are being clicked. If something goes wrong, if you get rejected by the app store, then we gotta redo everything and send it in again. So just to be safe, we give that 40 hours. Okay, just 40 hours there. So the week of, we usually, it's like a launch, like a week launch, right? So we're gonna do that week, we do a launch, we're gonna launch. Pro tip, pro tip, when you launch, okay? Everybody launches and they go, we're launching on Wednesday. And everybody stays up late and then they launch and everybody goes home. And then about halfway through Wednesday or Wednesday evening, we find a problem. So pro tip is when you launch, make sure your team and make sure you have kind of like an on-call schedule for the few days after launch because that's when the problem, problems actually appear. Okay, now we'll talk about kind of integration. I talked about this a little bit earlier, but I'll just give you some other integration points that are gonna be potentially on your project or, or something you have to always factor in. And these are integrations with things on the device itself. So for that, we have geolocation. So if you want like a geolocation, where I am on the map, where are you on the map, where am I, how are we in relation to it? Geolocation is an integration. For any geolocation, I would say standard four zero. Four zero forty hours for any geolocation could be lower. We could just be getting your location. Could be much higher. We got your location and my location, and we're comparing the two, like Uber, right? So, or we could just be showing you on a map, five hours, right? But we'll just say forty because we could be on the you know high low of that. Um, push notifications. This is not an estimate, okay? Push notifications. So you need them on iOS and you need them on Android which means you have to integrate with a third party that does push notification, a push notification service. Whoever would think, right? 
So you gotta have a push notification service. I am saying for push notifications, 40 hours minimum, minimum. Put an M next to that one, 40 hours minimum, okay? That gets you in the door for a push notification service because you gotta test them. Next is payment integration. Y'all wanna make some money, don't you? So if you need to accept payments, whether that's in-app purchases or a credit card purchase or however you're going to do that, no matter what, 60 hours. 60 hours minimum for any payment. And I'd say that's even low because there's so many moving parts. I mean, think about it. If you set up a payment processing system, what happens? You got to do rejected cards. You have to cancel payment. You have to show payment history. You got to do every time I log in, I got to make sure every time, or excuse me, every time you log in, I got to make sure you're actually paid for. There's a lot of things that go on with payment integration. So 60 minimum, minimum. Finally, the last one I'm going to talk about today is the camera, camera integration, 40 plus. 40 is just a standard. I want to take a picture of, let's say I'm at a job site. I have an app for a job site and I'm at a job site and I want to take a picture of a receipt and send it to the back end. That's 40 hours. Just to take a picture of something and store it in a database, 40 hours. Okay? If you want to take a picture of yourself and put glasses on you and a cute little face with bunny ears like you can on Snapchat, forget about it. That's hundreds of hours. I don't know how many it is, but it's a lot, okay? So any camera integration, I'm saying 40 hours minimum. So with this on the board, you can see design, 40. Programming, 320 hours, right? Any back end, right? Probably 160, probably half of your programming time is going to be back end. And that's not, that's not 160 hours of programming and 160 hours of back end. That's 320 of Programming, 160 of backend, okay? So, I'm not going to go through the rest of them because you can see them all on the board and I've covered them pretty good to this point. But what I am going to say is that your project, now that you, you can kind of see a high level of all the things that go into your project, how can you break those tasks down just at a very high level and figure out a general idea of what they're going to cost? And I've given you some ideas here, you know, I mean, we can look at it, again, integration. Any integration we're gonna do is gonna be 30 hours, right? If we integrate push notifications, it's gonna be 40 hours. If we do the camera, it's gonna be 40 hours. So we have this idea of all the things. So just take it, make a list, put the hours down next to it, and come up with the total hours. If your total hour project, if the total hours on your project is 800 hours, right, then then you can go, okay, 800 hours. If we have to pay a developer, you know, 100 bucks an hour, what is that, $80,000? There you go, right? Okay, well, that's a lot of money. Maybe we can't afford 80,000, but can we hire a developer at $20 an hour, right? Cool, we're down to $16,000. So I, I hope my math is right. Anyways, put it in the comments if my math isn't right. I am bad at math. I freely admit that I'm bad at math. Need a calculator. Unfortunately, the calculator is on my phone, which is actually recording the podcast right now. So I can't do anything about that. But this will give you a general idea of how to estimate a project. If you need help talking about various things 
and drilling into your specific project. My name is Jeremy Callahan. I am the app man. I have developed mobile apps for the biggest companies in the world, startups, all the way down to small businesses. I own a few apps. I've had great success with apps. I have multiple sources of income through mobile apps, and I can help you turn your idea into a fully functioning product and an app. Not only that, I can help you market it and make money with it as well. So that's what I do. If you try to do this yourself and you get blocked and you need some help, please reach out to me, jeremycallahan.com. This is the app or not to app podcast. There's great episodes of all kinds of content in there. Please like it, share it, and subscribe. And I hope you found value in this. And I hope that you can implement your app project and make yourself a ton of money. Thank you.